Blog Talk Radio. Actually, 1995 through 2000. 
and then uh, then it created another period in my my learning and my my travels, if you will, my, um, where I became so much more focused again uh, on presenting a uh, third dimensional uh, interpretation, uh, and possibly even a fourth dimensional interpretation of the of uh, what was happening around me and uh, where I was producing my radio and television shows and uh, the video and uh, f uh, photographic uh, uh, work. I've tried to pre present uh, the video I'm still working on because I I have to re um, um, I have to revise it in the sense that I have to put it all into from go from a video to a you know, into an MP3 kind of uh, uh, file for over 400 programs. And it's really a burdensome issue because, uh, and, it, and it costs me one in time and, and, and money and effort. So to do all that, just to keep up with the changing times, um, I hope that in this coming year uh, I will have, you know, been able to present a large, large portion of my work uh, online, and uh, <clears throat> and and at that point, uh, I mean, I, right now I have over 1,200 posts, but and another uh, almost 1,200 uh, radio shows uh, that we've done, and uh, not to mention the 400 television shows, and the, um, you know, uh, the essays, not essays, but. Uh, that haven't been that I have not published yet, and that I hope to. Uh, but tonight I want to focus more so just on the poetry that I've written since June, uh, beginning of June, to till now. Um, there's a number of number of poems, number of them, but uh, uh, a lot of them. <laughs> but uh, more so just. Um, the different expressions of moods and time that I have a, have difficulty to um, I don't I, I I can't recall um, reading these uh, maybe I did earlier this year I'm not sure but I can't remember doing an audio reading of these um, you know and. Uh, I think I will begin with, uh, I'm pretty sure it was like June, you know, when, when, when it became more, more uh, yeah, my new, uh, my, I, I think I'd like to start from June and then work my way up to the present. Um, uh, let me take it back, I mean, to, I should go, go for, call if I, if I read these. Um. Let's start in May, okay, May. Uh, I'll review about seven months of, of my work, or just my poetry. In um, May of this year, uh, I was uh, I was uh, sitting before my computer and thinking of uh, what I'd like to write about, and I was enjoying a cup of tea, bubble tea, and uh, it had a, a very meditative effect on me, and, and I and I really didn't start to enjoy not only the flavor of the tea, but also just the 
ambiance of the study, the, what, it, what it felt like as I saw um, so I created this poem. And I also would like, if you could uh, go to lastillshow.org, you can follow along with me on these and just go to my poetry site, um, my poetry menu at the top, and it will bring you to, the, to all of my poetry for, for the whole entire site. But mostly for recent, you know, most recent to now, uh, to uh, the most recent to back to 2000, well, 2000. Actually, now I think I've published some poems in there from 1990 to 2000 and 1995. But um, and as long as as well as my artwork, I've been able to digitalize and bring forth. So anyway, let me let me read this uh, this uh, this point. All is good this afternoon. Now again, remember I I wrote this um, on May ninth this year. All is good this afternoon. My tea is hot and trouble is not. A bird tweets outside my study window. I am quite happy and grateful. I am lucky for now as many are, until bad luck calls. For now I live this moment and enjoy a cup of tea. Tomorrow will be Saturday. Any more of the future I cannot see.
read for you tonight. But uh, as I do that, I'm going to just go back a little ways further. Um, in May, last, uh, the last um, on May 25th, which was actually Memorial Day, I wrote a poem entitled Veterans Parade. And I did, and if you go to this, I always try to put uh, pictures, my own pictures, in with everything that I, all my poetry and, and um, you know, the visuals. And, um, you know, I hope you, uh, you, if you're familiar with my work, my, my website, you'll, you'll know what, I'm, what I do. But on this particular day, I, I wrote Veterans Parade. And I was looking at a photograph that I had taken of a of a of a local uh, Memorial Day parade uh, 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 pictures I took of the Memorial Day parade in our town uh, back I don't know, a number of years ago. And I uh, I cropped it and uh, worked on it for a while, and it turned out really beautiful. It's a it's a picture of a number of veterans, you know, marching in their parade. Some people, some of them I know personally. And it's like, it says, we march in memory of our dead. We march to honor the, our fallen friends. We march to fight and die for our government. We march to fight and die for corporations. We march to defend our countrymen. We march as the surviving soldiers of war. We march because we are veterans. Uh, that inspired me. On March, uh, on May fifteenth uh, of this year, um, I wrote a poem about my about transcending tulips, <laughs> a transcending consciousness. I take a picture of my front yard with the tulips and so on that happening every spring. This this happened to be on May fifteenth. And a picture of my most current uh, front garden. Every year I am greeted by Mayflowers and Springflowers blooming on my birthday. This year the tulips in my front garden give me great pleasure to watch grow. Their colors and size are remarkable and seem to transcend earthly reality. The crabapple tree is healthy and fragrant and will soon explode in pink. As an artist, poet, and seeker of visions, no other time of the year am I as filled with the essence of being or overwhelmed by the canvas of colors surrounding me. That's how I feel. That's how I, that's how I so feel every year. Just, you know, I see those flowers coming up and they just, you know, just grab me. But let me, uh, last year I wrote uh, several poems uh, right at the beginning of the month of June. It was rather odd and 
Fascinating. Uh, this next poem uh, is a, is, was a remarkable vision that I had, a photographic vision, actually, um, of, a, of a very odd um, vision that I had. And I was able to recreate it um, photographically, uh, and, and it stood for a, a truly, truly transcendent and uh, overwhelmingly powerful uh, vision uh, and metaphor. And if you go to my website, you'll see it um, under the poetry section. If you go, keep going. Yeah, in June 1st, go to the June 1st, go to the June archive, if you will. Um, it says, The Lost Post. Again, The Lost Post. As I was taking a hike, um, this is how I saw this. I was taking a hike through a rail trail, or to a wooden trail, a, wood, uh, a pathway, not too far away from the home, my home. And uh, I took some pictures that day. And I came up with this one, and then for some reason I was able to work with the colors to the point of actually recreating the picture in, um, in a way that uh, truly um, created an altered state to me um, and inspired this poem. It's called The Lost Post. It stood firmly in the ground along alone and weather-ravaged, stoic and silent. It was all by itself in a field. Someone had planted it and left it alone and never returned. What did it mean? What did it mark? Why did anyone bother? 
As I got close, it began to turn color, and the crowd, and the ground around it began to burn, and the moon eclipsed the sun. I stood back and watched as the wood post turned blue, and the ground behind it looked like burning coals. Then the wood post glowed in electric blue, and the ground beneath it turned white as snow as the post stood cold in fire. Here is the image I saw before me. Here is the sight I saw, the lost post standing in snow and fire. Yeah, it it was. Uh, I, I I would request that you go to the to, to see the visual that's on that, and uh, it it really inspired me to. Uh, and uh, it still does. It's a transcending picture and a poem for me, and uh, I really really hope that it works the same way for you. You know, yeah, it's, uh, my. Uh, the next poem also was accompanied by a, a, a graphic that I did you know, entitled, it was a very simple graphic, but it was so inspired because it, you know, I, I don't know, with the weather, you know, it was a beautiful day that day, June 3rd, <coughs> this year. And uh, it inspired this uh, poem called Dancing with the Wind. I hear its music and feel the sound of the lost wind whirling around the imaginable, the imaginable realm. I hear its song, a beautiful song, and feel the joy as I dance with the wind. The sun smiles at me and the meadows flowers swaying in rhythmic motion to the song of the wind. I believe what inspired me to, to, to write that, I, I remember now, because I had just done a, uh, an interview with this amazing, amazing, amazing uh, author, um, <laughs> and uh, I should have prepared for with his name, but I don't have it. But anyway, it was called The Imaginal Realm, was the... Uh, Plant Intelligence in the Magical Realm. It was a remarkable book by a remarkable author who believed in uh, higher intelligence of plants and nature. It's, uh, you know, a remarkable uh, treatise there, or a book um, that we reviewed, actually, and we have on the... Uh, I have that show on my audio uh, uh, menu. Uh, a book review, actually, too. Um, and you appear on the, on this website. So anyway, let me uh, let me go on. I I'm sorry I, uh, I got a little bit uh, way late here. I wanted to uh, I wanted to um, try to stay in some uh, relevant sequence, you know, tonight. <laughs> so you know I uh, yeah you know so anyway I'm going to. I, want, I didn't want to get off track. Uh, let me go from then. We go from June, and we go right to um, June 9th, actually. 
It's called the After Hours of Midnight. The After Hours of Midnight bring madness and sorrow to surround sanity. I hear the voices of those passed on in their pleas for justice against others' deceptions. In the after hours of midnight, the world is dark and blind, and tears and suffering are not seen. Um, my next poem is very quick. It's uh, called Remembering the Future. And I, was in, I wrote that in August, uh, late August this year. It is entitled, Remembering the Future. Is the future real? We forgot what we have done and revised what we do. Our future is tomorrow. Our present is today. Our past and future are yesterday. And... Uh, September, on September 8th, I wrote uh, this. And you got to remember, please, I, I wish you would go back and review these if you can uh, on the website, lastudioshow.org, so you can you can see the enhanced, uh, or you can see the photographs or the artwork that goes along with these poems. These poems are very short, some of them, but the artwork is very intense, and, you know, the photography is... Well, of course, my own, and um, but uh, it should be seen together to be appreciated together. Yeah. On September eighth, I wrote Desperado. He hid behind the shade of indifference until he died from the darkness of his life. His soul rose into light, sun blind, lost, and desperate with unfulfilled desire. Desperado. The day after that, I wrote this. It's called Meeting Me. And a pretty candid picture of myself there, uh, taken in 2012. I wrote, I discovered it and put it into this picture because it, uh, along with this poem. And it's called Meeting Me. In a mad moment of a dream, I met myself. He laughed at me and said, I was a fool to stay depressed over failure. I told him he didn't understand the losses I had or the loss of the vision I once had of me. He laughed again and said, Here I am and here you are. We are one and the same. What you want in life and what you want to be. I told him all I wanted seemed unattainable. He laughed and said, What you want is what you are, and what you are to be. I am who you are and can be. Understand that I never retreat. I will fulfill my destiny. I imagine what I am and become all I want to be. All you must do is trust me. I asked him his name, and he said he was I. 
Then I asked how he knew I was he. He said, I have been you for eternity. You may lose me for a while, but I am always with you, even when you are not with me. You think you lost me often by some thought of defeat until you remember I am you and you are me. That poem was a moment of self-discovery. <laughs> I can't say that. Uh, so it was, and I wrote it, and I still believe it. One of the, uh, one of the sad thing that I, I, I was hate to see, you know, spring and summer go. With all the flowers, you know, and all the seasons changing, and then changing to October and November, and then the dead of winter. But for each season, there's still some glory in it, and in, 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 in there's some of the most simple things. And I want to, and, and this
people of Gaza are murdered by Israeli, Israel's weapons and buried beneath rubble and stone. Thousands of men, women, and children wander aimlessly through ruins, searching for their belongings and homes. The world has abandoned the people of Gaza as they and their children bleed in the streets, murdered by the Israelis. And it was a frightening thing, and of course the news media, nobody hears about anything more about what's going on there, but uh, it's still a torturous life and then the occupation there. And Blood Moon, I wrote in October 9th. People of God, I wrote on the 1st of October, but the... Uh, the Israeli conflict was still going on and with, with Palestine and other problems were developing and, you know, worldwide and, um, you know, hostage-taking and murders and, oh, God, man. And oddly uh, enough, in October of this year, really, I believe it was, no, I, I don't believe it was October 9th, but it was right at the beginning, the first week of October, we had what they call a blood moon. And blood moon is uh, is when the um, the, 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 the moon eclipses the sun. You have a you have an eclipse, you know. but in this case the the moon turns red. Okay, it's a reddish blood. They call it blood moon, and uh, it's really remarkable to see uh, pictures of it and so on. But to see the moon red, and I of course I I created a graphic here on uh, which is a blood moon and. Uh, to go along with this picture, with this poem. In the deepest night it passes overhead. The doorway of death is the blood moon, shining as the stargate to eternity. The blood moon screams silently as it passes over humanity, eclipsing its own reflection. Only blood-stained souls fear and hear the cry of the blood moon and see the reflection war and murder. No one can stand in its blood-stained path and no one can scream loud enough for it to listen and no one is strong enough to resist its passing. That was the blood moon.
single has the strange tone that I like about that poem. I is this is it, you know you when you write a poem it it just echoes the thought, you know. It has a it echoes the thought. You have to write it down and sometimes you even if it doesn't make as much sense as you as it sounds um it does. In in a metaphorical way it does, you know. And um Having written thousands of poems in my life, I, I just have, have gotten to understand the sound that I want to achieve, you know. And uh, they're all different. It's like music. It's like creating a musical piece, you know. They're all different to some extent. Because if they if they aren't, then they, they get very boring you know, to hear or to read and loud and even to read. So you want it to be different, and they want the words to dance on the page, and you want, uh, you know, you want to present them with the proper uh, uh, graphics as well, you know, about pictures and color, and, you know. So that's what I try to do. So I try to create an artwork for or at least one for each poem, you know. This one is called, uh, this one was called A Walk and Fall. I went for a walk today. The sky was blue, the air was cold, the wind was brisk. I saw the reflections of red trees and autumn green, yellow, orange, and gold. The road was yellow and blue. I walked as my mind evaporated into the afternoon. I smiled at the sun shining on the rim of my mirrored sunglasses. My walking stick poked the ground, clicking its tip as it struck the road. I watched sculptured trees blowing in the wind with red, yellow, and green leaves rustle. I walked into the autumn sun, humbled by the strength of leaves that held on to their limbs against the harshest wind. And I do wish you could go to that because I think you'll appreciate the art that is in there. It's, it's quite impressionistic and Based on photographs, it's a photograph, but there are two photographs, but they're, they're really from a series that I did from that walk. And, uh, I hope you wrote it out. That was on October 27th, actually, that I wrote that. Um, the next one I wrote is very small, very short, but it's accompanied by uh, a photo series as well, you know, and... Uh, um, I would like you to, you know, it's a, it's a picture of of of, of uh, spring flowers from a series that I had done earlier in the year uh, in May, and I have remembering spring in November, and this was on November 16th, and I was looking over some pictures. And I said, oh, wouldn't it be nice? This was such a bleak and dreary day, you know, in November, November 16th, that. It was, I, I felt compelled to go back and look at some of these beautiful flowers, the, the sunlit flowers that I put in the spring. And I saw the uh, peony series that I had done, and, and the pink peonies, and the poppy series, and the, uh, the tulips, and then the narcissus. And, and I just was so uh, 
that I put them up because it was in the deepest and darkest day of November, you know, and uh, one of the deepest, darkest days. And uh, I wrote this with a, this, uh, I accompanied this with a short poem, this, this series. It's called Remembering Spring in November is One Way to Forget the Cold Weather, Gray Skies, Bitter Winds, Bleak Days and Long Nights, Cold Floors, and Frost. When you look at the pictures, they do they do take you away. They do to me anyway. I love doing nature pictures. They're they're probably the most uh, rewarding um, pictures to take because the colors if you can get the colors real and you can you know and you can you know, just everything is beautiful. And that's that's the poetry. That's the end of my poetry for so far this year. Um, I have others that, uh, but they were uh, earlier this year, and I uh, I'm reluctant to uh, to that far um, far back. Um, possibly again. Um, trying to think of how far back the year. Um, I. I and if I had already read, read some on the air, one of the ones that I did do that I really, really, really enjoyed writing, and I, it's such a, a wonderful piece to me, right? Um, the way they came, and then the accompanying photo that I did, I, I think I wrote this in March of last year, of this year, and it was called The Wasteland. And, uh, and yeah, in a way to, to, to uh, parody, um, a great piece by a masterpiece by P.S. Eliot, but more so, it was more. It was just more to remember um, hmm. I, for some reason, I have a feeling I read these. Uh, they're just so familiar to me. That I, you know, I feel like I've read these. And, uh, pretty sure that I did on another show. But I'll be willing to read them again because they're so good in the next 10 minutes I have, uh, I'd like to uh, read them. Uh, one I wrote in April uh, 06. April 06, April 6th of this year. And I did a beautiful graphic with it that I was very happy with. It's like a sunburst, you know. And uh, I wrote this poem standing at my window uh, one Sunday afternoon, and uh, this was actually April 6th. The morning sun spoke to me today as I made a cup of tea near the kitchen window. It said hello. It's a bright yellow halo above my backyard. Then the sun shone across the wood floor and the pine points turned golden and my dog laying on his pillow glowed in sunlight as his fur shined hot white. The cat pleasantly smiled when the sun rays spoke to her as she slept on the arm of the den sofa. It is a beautiful spring Sunday. The silence rules the neighborhood. The sky is a blue, grass is greening, and birds are singing, and a tonal symphony. 
I am at peace this morning in casual communion with nature and God and the halo of the sun. Yeah. I love that song. I, you know, I got a feeling I, was, I might have read these back many months ago. Um, I wrote them in April. But I'd like to read this one again, and then we'll maybe close with this one or one other. Um, I wrote this on April 10th, and I accompanied it with a Stuyvesant uh, picture, enhanced picture of a wasteland, uh, of a desert wasteland, and it, it's really remarkable um, how the enhanced photo turned out so uh, perfect. In the wasteland was the bright sun blind the mad beast raging in the windswept desert of the mind. Left to its own demise, the beast carries a torch of passion that tortures him with fire filled days of magnetic vice that steals all the traces of his soul. Near the borderland of madness, the beast drags itself across the borderline, unrecognized by dwellers there. The dwellers are without sympathy, mindless sufferers of sanity blinded by the bright sun. They can only see themselves and hear their own screams of fear. The beast rests this uh, the beast rests in quiet indifference, insane surroundings, where dwellers there create high walls around themselves and do not invite others to share their lives. On the same side of the border are those who fear their own madness and frail sanity. They believe they hold fire in their hands that does not burn them. Black dogs howl and snarl at the white moon and reveal, that reveals their deformities until clouds hide the moonlight and darkness shades them. Silver fish disappear beneath the waters of life to feed upon the smaller species swimming in the same sea. They are we within the wastelands of the mind and time. <clears throat> in a sea of time, all is lost forever. Memories are dreams and whirlpools growing wider and deeper, consuming all into them, whirling and twirling around and down into an endless circle of sea and sound and wind and waves until light is gone and night is eternal. The light of morning is lost in the night. Seasons are no longer seen or remembered, except in the memories of the dead. From out of the wasteland, the surviving soul is alone in the ruins of the world. I really like that song, poem when I read it and when I wrote it and I like it when I read it and uh, I just there's so many there's so much that I really enjoy um, that was that's one of them that's one of them um I'm going to read to you uh, another 
one that I wrote in. Uh, I might have I might have read this to you already, but I'm not sure. I'll do it a little more. Um, in April uh, 26, I wrote this poem. Of that, uh, April 26 of this year. It says, "Most persons do not see the sun," and that's a quote from Emerson from his poem Nature, or his essay rather, Nature. The sudden dryness of the air startles the arid thoughts of loss, sadness, and remorse. The regret of actions taken or not rushes over the desert mind as a flash flood of tears. The madness of loneliness becomes the death knell in the screen, final scream. Most persons do not see the sun. They only see the darkness and feel the grief of their days. I am the sun and sky and night I am the flood of, fear, of tears. I am the despair of regret. In the dawn hours of self-forgiveness, the wise man walks on water, and the divine in him calms the raging sea. I don't really know <laughs> why I... Um, I'm not really sure why I... Uh, I don't really know if I if why I I would go to these certain levels and I and they just overwhelm me but um and I create a poem. Um there's another poem that I wrote that is just on almost only a week or so before that. Not a few weeks. Uh, another one before that, but sometimes I get into these poetical things and um frames of mind. And uh, this one was the Sacred Lotus, I thought, on April 16th. One afternoon as my spirit landed, I watched rays of sun dancing upon the petals of a pink lotus. My soul merged with the soul of the flower, and I heard its song, its sacred spirit dancing with me, and sang its song enchanting me, inspiring. And I hope this was true. I, this is probably a good one to end on. That you know, I really—it's December now, going into winter. So, but this was an optimistic poem back in April, April fifteenth of this year, when winter was finally over, <laughs> or we thought. And it was, I wrote a poem called "Winter Is Finally Over," and there's a beautiful graphic to go with this as well. Um, uh, and photo. The cold days of gray sky and snow-covered ground are finally gone. Smiles of petals and leaves are widen, widely grinning. It was warm but breezy yesterday until the rain clouds crept in late last night and this morning, careful not to drown the newly budding greens. This evening might bring frost to the northwest hills that could kill the tulips, crocus, and daffodils, depending on how cold the night is. It was a long, hard winter from November to the end of March, without a January thaw. April is always warm and cold. It rains and sometimes snows. 
But this April, I hope it only rains. The air stays warm and the sun, bright sun shines again and again and again. And I think, you know, with that, I'll... <laughs> it's something to be popular. I got six comments on it this year since I wrote it. But um, it was really fun to write that. And it was so... I, I love to be optimistic, and I would like to end tonight's program with that poem, uh, feeling as optimistic as I can. Um, you know, I think uh, as we enter the, the bleak month, uh, we should feel more. Anyway, I want to thank everybody who joined me tonight, and uh, I wish you the best, and I uh, hope you have a wonderful Christmas. We'll be back on uh, Monday, Tuesday, and I don't know if we'll be on Wednesday night. I don't think so, but uh, that, that'll be it's Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. I don't think we'll be doing a show either, but we might, we might be spunky enough to do that. I don't know, but, um, but definitely uh, we want to thank you for joining us tonight. And uh, join us next uh, in next week as well. And uh, you can always review our 1,100 programs, uh, you know, that are in the archives. And uh, thank you. And uh, hopefully next uh, month, uh, January, beginning of January, I'd like to bring back Maria Oteri, who has, uh, you know, wanted to begin her uh, winter series, which would be a good time, uh, her winter programs with me as we talk about transdimensionalism and continue to work on our, on our book, uh, our book that we're writing together and bring you up to date on that. So good night, everybody, and uh, thank you for being with me. And um, join me again next week. And if you miss me, um, if you miss us uh, before Christmas, we hope you have a very, very good Christmas. Good night, everybody.